Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast. It's episode 18. And today we are really excited to um, have Claire Pooley on the podcast with us. And Claire is the author of a um, very successful book that, that was out last year in January, I believe, uh, The Sober Diaries. And she's also the author of Mummy Was a Secret Drinker, a very successful blog post. And she's a total sober star. And we're really, really happy to be able to interview her today. So hi, Claire. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Oh, brilliant. No, we're really happy. Thank you very much for making time for us because we know that you're you're getting super, super busy, but we'll talk, talk to you about some of your projects in a little bit. Um, so uh, what I'll do is I'll kick off today um, with just asking, what, what made you go alcohol-free, Claire? Oh, it's a slightly long story, but... I think over, I just gradually started falling out of love with, with booze. I mean, it, over quite a long period of time, it had been my, my big love. And I was, I was such a, you know, I was so in love with, with wine and, and drinking. And just gradually, I fell out of love. I realized that um, there were all sorts of things going wrong in my life. And the booze was to blame. So I was overweight, quite massively overweight. I was a really bad insomniac. So I used to wake up at three o'clock every morning and toss and turn for hours. I had really bad anxiety. I, I sort of felt like I was, I was not the sort of mother I wanted to be for all sorts of reasons. And, um, you know, and I, I, it became clear to me that although I'd spent years thinking that, that wine was my way of coping with all those sorts of things, actually it was wine that was, causing all those problems and you know I didn't I didn't immediately give up I, I sort of I didn't want to give up at all I, I tried moderating that was that was my plan I'm going to drink sensibly instead and I tried and I tried for several years and it just made me increasingly miserable and eventually I came to the conclusion that I was going to find it easier to quit altogether than to try and be sensible so in a nutshell that was why yeah because I think you know you've been sober for quite a number of years now haven't you yeah nearly four yeah well done that's that's awesome and I know I remember sort of seeing your your blog early on and we were definitely talking to Lucy last podcast about the fact that you know, one of the reasons maybe it took us a while and we all thought about moderation was the conversation just wasn't that open then about, like, being able to make that choice or something, you know? You either had a rock-bottom scenario or you were normal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there's much more of a realisation now that there is this whole grey area in between and actually getting off that slippery slope early on is an entirely sensible thing to do because... If you wait till you get to rock bottom, it's really difficult to claw your way back out of it. So, uh, so I think the fact that, that that conversation is happening is an entirely positive thing. Mm. And also, I, I sort of think it's really important that you go through that learning process of trying to moderate because it's really difficult to quit if you don't honestly believe really deep down that moderation isn't an option for you because otherwise and I know you've been here too you know you give yeah. up for a few weeks and then you think oh I've reset my 
my sort of whole system now and I, I'm you know I, I'm a different person I know how bad it is to drink the way I was drinking before and now I'm going to drink sensibly and you are absolutely convinced that's possible and it never is mm. um, and I think you really you need to know that otherwise otherwise you end up constantly falling off the wagon because the wine witch you know will, will sit there sort of whispering in your ear that that moderation is is uh, is a, a much more sensible idea mm. so, so I think it's something you, you sort of need to get through so once um, people have uh, made that really realization, what would be your tips for people starting out? I mean, how did you start writing the blog? How can they write a blog? What groups or resources did you use? Um, oh, I think one of the the main pieces of advice I would give is is to find a tribe. And you know, in the old days, there was only one tribe for people who had issues with alcohol, and that was Alcoholics Anonymous. And and Alcoholics Anonymous are brilliant for some people and not perfect for other people um, and the great thing now I think is that there are so many different options so you know I tried and failed to quit several times and what made the difference for me was finding a tribe through my blog and actually through Soberistas as well which was you know I found very early on um, but now there are loads more options as well so Club Soda is a fantastic um, resource and and there are many closed Facebook groups and um, you know you've got Smart Recovery as well as AA if you want to sort of do groups in person I mean there's just so many more options out there so I think the main thing is to find the tribe that you feel comfortable with because doing this alone is really hard and mm. you know it really helps having other people going through the same thing it makes you feel less alone it makes you you know it gives you people you can share the journey with and it gives you a reason to keep going you know in the early days you know I if if I ever thought about drinking I remember all those people that were on the journey with me and I thought god if I have a drink then I'm gonna send a whole load of other people off, mm. off the wagon as well like a whole bunch of dominoes and everything's gonna go tits up so yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. It kept narrow did you, if you don't mind me, did you go, did you try AA at all? Um, you know what, I, I kept meaning to, I kept thinking I'm going to go along and just see what it's like and I just couldn't make myself do it. I, mm. I, uh, I was scared, I was scared of, of being, uh, you know, bumping into somebody I knew. Um, I was, I was also, I was really nervous about, um, about uh, people uh, meeting people at AA who were much more rock bottom drinkers mm. than I was, and actually coming away convinced I was okay. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I thought if I listened to people saying I was drinking two bottles of vodka a day, I think, oh, I'm okay then, and I go back and drink a bottle of wine and feel fine. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think so, you, yeah. you know, like you say, fi finding that that tribe is really so important isn't it I, I mean I definitely over that finding where I fitted and with a group of people to work it out with and to just go yeah you're kind of you're not mad and you're not like there's not just one of you you know because I think you can yeah. get to that so that lonely place can't you when you stop yeah, you know so much shame bound up yeah. with that loneliness as well and when you find other people like you then that sense of shame goes to and actually the the group that you know I've only discovered relatively recently is the whole Instagram sober community which you know is because it's so visual Instagram it really helps to to get rid of that whole image of you know that the of of the 
um, you know, the shame and 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 sort of depressing sort of imagery that comes along the, with addiction. And it makes it a much more positive and mm. uplifting community, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's like, um, I, you know, all the mantras and the people, everyone, you know, laughing and feeling better. It's like I said, I can't remember whether it was last week I said it. It just kind of I've ended up feeling like I'm in the coolest club that there is rather than I'm a loser, <laughs> which is what I felt yeah, like before. I <laughs> and, you know, and I think I think all of us are, are rebels, you know, it's why yeah, we, we I think into so. this mess. And, and what I really like is there's this feeling that the sober community is you know, on the edge, you know, we're still rebels. We're still the ones who are zigging when other people are zagging and and, uh, you know, and we're, <laughs> yeah. we're sort of surfing the zeitgeist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I know you th- you really relate to that, don't you, Mandy? Because we were talking yeah. about what's your sober identity, you know, to find that to help your kind of almost sober values and keep you engaged with them really and and Mandy was very much talking about her as a rebel you know that's Mm. something that you identified with wasn't it yeah for sure yeah I mean I I had such a wrong idea of what a sober person was I thought I'd have to be this kind of pious um (laughs) uh that that ain't gonna happen (laughs) yeah exactly and I thought, you know, and I tried to sort of join um, very good charity kind of um, um, groups, which I, I mean, I really do want to do stuff for charity, but I have to do it in my own way. And that's certainly not kind of, um, yeah, it's not girl guides. I'm <laughs> not a girl guide. <laughs> so, yeah. Girl guide. No, exactly. <laughs> so I think uh, it's def- I'm definitely better suited for that rebel kind of um, so- sober rebel. So I, I love that. Yeah. Um, so what has been the biggest area of personal growth that you've noticed since you've been sober? Uh, you know what? I, I think I think for me, it's all about learning to deal with emotions, um, which is something I didn't understand when I first quit. I didn't understand that it was all going to be physical, the giving up alcohol. Mm. Um, and actually, the much bigger challenge is is the one of just dealing with the everyday ups and downs of, of life without that constant crutch. So, you know, dealing with fear, dealing with anxiety, um, you know, dealing with the positive emotions as well, you know, celebrating and all those things um, without, you know, having a, a glass of wine in hand to, to numb the emotions. And, mm. you know, I, I think the, the great thing about learning to do that is it, it kind of makes you a superhero <laughs> because... Mm. When you learn to deal with really hard stuff without without a prop, you know, without numbing the 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 fear, um, you realise that you can do anything. And you know, I I look back now and I, I realise how cautious I've become and how small my life has become. And uh, yeah, so so for me, it's all about dealing with that emotional stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, sorry, go on, man. No, no, it's just I was listening to the Unruffled podcast uh, the other day and they were interviewing um, Served Up Sober, who's someone I I met. And they were talking because I don't do AA and I'm not it's not something that interests me. But this whole concept of the higher power and um, what's something that struck me was that they she said Served Up Sober. It's like she feels like the higher power is is her. You know, it's her own strength and her own. Uh, resilience and her own ability to like um, fight adversity and do it sober and I think you know it's like that that sober superpower I think mm. I was like yeah, that, that's what it is it's us it's, you yeah know, we, 
we yeah. rock i i think it's almost like um like i think there's something so i really relate to that that sort of day in day out not self-medicating means that yeah there's the kind of resilience it's like life boot camp it's like i'm trained i don't know what you know i'm training because i'm like i like life you know life with well, all of know, its amazingness um, sorry go on the um the the book by um uh, caroline Forgotten her surname. Uh, drinking nap, yeah, yeah, drinking a love story. Um, she talks about how when you um, when you start drinking, you know, too much. When you start self medicating with with alcohol, you stop growing up. Mm. And and I realised that you know the time when things you know I started using alcohol in the wrong way was probably in my mid to late twenties. Mm. And and I I think I became stuck in at that age you know I I never sort of you know once I started numbing all those those emotions with booze I just stopped growing up and Mm -hmm. uh you know and when I quit drinking I grew up really fast you know I'm not (laughs) you know I feel I feel that I am for the first time a proper you know adulting yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh my god so do I me too me too yeah um so what um What's in your self-care sober toolkit, Claire? Oh, I tell you one thing I do that I've done ever since I quit and I would huge, highly recommend to, to everyone is um, I looked at the money I was saving and I thought I can afford with not a huge proportion of the, the money I was saving on booze to um, send myself flowers every week and oh wow nice a company that delivers fresh flowers um to your you know in a box to your front door um once a week and every time they arrive I start with they're beautiful and they sort of you know and the whole the whole family enjoy them they sit on the kitchen table but they remind me every week to be grateful um and every time the flowers (laughs) arrive I I I'm you know I feel grateful for what I've done and where I've been and where I am now and um, it's just a, a beautiful reminder for me of, of you know of, of, of where I've come from so mm-hmm. the last four days four years so four days four years mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been I've been sending myself flowers every week that is I love that and what yeah what a beautiful positive reminder and um, of how you know well you because you, you were talking about on Instagram you know that that sort of visual stuff about reminding ourselves of the positives you know very much positive framing I really love that and that's really interesting because I, I I remember saying to my husband for about 10 years ago when I'm an adult I'm gonna have fresh flowers in the house <laughs> yeah I'm gonna buy myself fresh flowers I haven't done it yet but I might just I might just be the plan for next year to be like a proper adult with yeah, beautiful I, fresh flowers I, I, I did the same because I remember um I remember I, I read um, a um, uh, um, I read an obituary in uh, in a in a newspaper years and years ago about this amazing woman who lived this incredible life and she travelled all over the world in in the days when women didn't do that sort of thing and she'd achieved incredible things and at the the last line of her obituary said and her London flat was always filled with fresh flowers and I thought amazing Ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah to be able to say and her London flat was always filled with fresh flowers and now it is <laughs> yeah yeah that's brilliant 
That's quite interesting, isn't it? That idea of, um, sorry, I'm going off, off the subject a bit, but um, I was thinking about coaching and beginning with the end in mind. And I, I think one of those things that, that's quite useful is to have that, is, is to kind of go forward and go, well, look, it, it's like a sober tool. What do I want? Like, how do I yeah. want it to look? And then and then use that as motivation. So I, I think that's also in your sober toolkit, Claire. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that is off message at all, actually, because um, because I think that, you know, one of the issues when you, you know, when you end up sort of self-medicating with with alcohol is is that your life becomes very small and you end mm-hmm. up sort of completely stuck in a rut. And if you fast forward in your mind and you think, you know, what do I want to achieve by, you know, the time I'm, you know, but for the rest of my life, it does force you to to think about sort of, you know, think about how you're how you're living. And I remember when uh, when we were talking, when we met in London, Claire. You were saying that you had a um, like a board, a projection board of your kind of dreams and aspirations next to your bed. Yeah. And uh, one of one of the aspirations was, I think, to have a book published was it I think and, <laughs> and perhaps have a publisher in America I think and uh, as we were doing yeah. your tarot cards uh, all those things were were coming yeah coming no, true it, 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 is, it is amazing how you know I, I thought that I thought that um, quitting alcohol would change some things in my life and actually I found and I, I'm, I know you girls have too you know it actually changes everything um, yeah so so yeah Okay, and so um, how has sobriety changed over time uh, and the practices you use to keep sober and inspired? So have you changed what you do or, yeah, how has it changed? Um, well, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's certainly a huge amount, uh, amount easier than, than it used to be. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not having to sort of constantly you know, find ways of dealing with cravings and all that sort of stuff, because I just don't, I hardly think about it these days. But, uh, you know, every every now and again, um, you know, particularly when I'm celebrating, if I've got, if something really good ha- happens, you know, I do think, oh, you know, what can I do? You know, it was a sort of occasion where I would have a glass of champagne and actually a bottle of champagne, let's face it. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I can't do that anymore. And uh, so... So now the, you know, I, I try and find things, you know, experiences that I can, I can have to, to fill that gap. And, you know, so I will do something like I'll go and have a pedicure or a massage um, or I'll just eat cake. Cake is, yeah. <laughs> I think cake is a really necessary tool. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, know, you know what's amazing when, I don't know if you find this, but now I have so few toxins in my body on a day-to-day basis, I can get really high on caffeine and sugar. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you were talking about that the other day, weren't you, Mandy? When we're talking about that, in fact, last, the podcast that will come out today, we were talking about toxins and... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and inspiration. So I think you're, you know, when I look at it, this, Claire, when I hear you talking, I what I find really lovely and inspiring is all of those sort of how well you look after yourself, you know, like you say, you know, to have a cake, to have a pedicure, to have your flowers. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just kind of get this sense of you really taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I and I just wonder if you could sort of explain that 
and, and say why that's important really as a sober um, person yeah i mean i, I think i think it's, it's important for us to remember because because you don't when you give up smoking everybody congratulates you and and tells you you're brilliant and people don't do that when you give up drinking and i think it's really important that we all remember what an incredible thing we've done because mm. it is really hard to quit something that is so addictive and is such a big part not just our lives but you know the the lives of of all the people that surround us and you know and i i sort of i i realized i i think relatively early on that um you know it was I, nobody was going to congratulate me. I had to congratulate myself. Yeah, right. And yeah. and I think as a sober community, we have to remember to congratulate each mm-hmm. other. So, you know, anybody listening to this who has quit for, whether it's for one day or a week or a year, however long it is, you know, you are a superhero and you are doing an amazing thing, not just for you, but for your family and all the people around you. And you should congratulate yourself and give, you know, treat yourself. You're, you know, you, you, it, we, it, it's, we used to treat ourselves every day with alcohol. You need to find something else to treat yourself mm. with because otherwise you'll miss it. And, you know, there are lots of other ways to be good to yourself and alcohol really isn't a way of being good to yourself. Mm. As we all yeah, right. It just sort of feels that's how we, we, we used it, didn't we, for rewards. I know I certainly did well used it for dialing up, dialing down, taking the stress off, celebrating. And, and I think... I, you know, I really get that as well, that whole, I don't know, just uh, for me, a, a sort of mantra that I sort of use is that it's never about alcohol somehow. So whatever, if there's ever a trigger, if there's ever a like a celebratory moment, like you say, it's to totally divorce it from alcohol because it's never about that. It's about finding something to genuinely engage with or something yeah but you do need to find something yeah you know, I do I think so a little bit empty you know and uh, so you know mm. so I had some, some good news recently and I just thought what you know it, cake didn't seem to cut it and I so I booked myself a massage and it just felt like I came away from that <laughs> feeling amazing I hadn't had a massage for years it was <laughs> yeah, so I love that cake didn't cut it it's like call in the big guns right I need a spa yeah, yeah. day <laughs> I love I it. you just need to have a few things in your toolkit that you can wield yeah, when right. and the, the other the other thing that has become really important for me in you know my sober toolkit now so several years down the line is uh, what AA describe as giving back and it's their 12 mm. step and, um, you know, and they talk about how the 12 step is is um, helping other people along the way. And, you know, and I think all of us, you know, uh, all of us don't we don't do this just altruistically. Um, it's, it's important for everybody, I think, as a way of reminding ourselves, you know, why we're doing this, where we've come from, how far we've traveled it's really important to help other people along the way because, you know, that serves as a constant reminder as well as being the right thing to do. It's, it's the right thing to do personally um, and it helps keep you on track because yeah. it reminds you, it reminds you, you know, what your life was like four years ago and, and why, you know, why it's worth persevering and, and staying mm. on the straight and narrow. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's a really good point. So what's, um, you, we were talking about the Sober Diaries, Claire, is, so that, that came out of your blog, didn't it? And, and did that come mm-hmm. out of journaling as well? I was wondering, because it's a sort of a diary, if you could tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I started the blog as, as therapy, really. I mean, mm. I didn't, I, I mean, I, I thought maybe some people would find it, but I didn't expect quite so many people to find it. Mm. And, uh, and it, I wrote it for me and I, I wrote it quite compulsively. So, you know, I, if I didn't write every day, I started feeling edgy. And it was just my way of, you know, it was because I didn't have anyone in real life I, I was talking to. I wasn't doing AA and I hadn't found a, I hadn't found a tribe at that point. I, it was my only way of sort of exploring what I was going through. So, um, so that's how it started. And, mm. and, you know, the blog gradually picked up more and more readers. And, and eventually, after about a year, people started saying to me, um, you should turn the, the blog into a book. And so I, I sent the proposal to, to uh, some publishers and and amazingly um you know they uh, i had several publishers who who were interested in in you know publishing the story so um so yeah so it all came about slightly accidentally you know it was just just from from, from a purely sort of mm-hmm. selfish uh, self self-help perspective <laughs> but uh, it's funny isn't it because um well we've been talking about this as well because you mandy of uh went to la recently to she recovers and there was a woman mm. called tara moore there and we've mentioned her a few times who who was sort of saying that now is the time for us as women to tell our truth we've never well we've we've got more platforms to tell our stories and actually once we start telling our stories and start speaking our truth it's like you can't help but be revolutionary really and i yeah. and i think that's what you've done with you with your book you've told your truth and look what happens it resonates with people you know so I I think it's become more and more important that we do that because of social media because we you know we are surrounded by Instagram pages and Facebook pages that make people's lives look perfect and we spend our whole lives judging ourselves against other people's curated social media and it's really hard to stay positive about your life when when that's what you're seeing the whole time Mm. and so I, we sort of, I, I believe we need to counteract that by by telling people the truth and the and all the the you know the dark sides and the undersides and the stuff that people don't normally see um, because otherwise we all sit there feeling like we're the only ones struggling. So so I, I think we need it as an antidote to to the sort of perfection of of social media. Mm. I love that. I love what you say. Totally, as Manti would say, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the sober diaries and that obviously led to the ted talk and you've done stuff at festivals and um uh and and different workshops uh i know that uh there's been some other news recently uh about another project of yours so can you tell us what sort of plans and projects do you have coming up yeah, in the future well, you know one one thing i, I would say to, to everybody is is when you when you quit drinking, you um, you're left with a, if you drink as much as I did, um, you're left with quite a big hole in your life, and you know, and it's really quite important to find something not straight away necessarily, but you know, it, and and for you know for for me it took a while for me to realise what my thing was, but you need to find something to fill that hole, and often if you look back at your childhood passions and think you know what was it that when I was a child really made my heart sing that's quite a good clue as to what that thing might be and you know I, I had a thing slightly off tangent here but I had a 
amazing email from somebody a while back who said that um, their childhood passion was riding horses and they hadn't done it for years and years and years. And when they quit drinking, they started riding again and it became their total love all over again mm. and it changed their lives. And for me, um, you know, what I realised when I quit drinking is that, you know, my childhood passion was writing. You know, I used to write all the time. I wrote stories, I wrote a diary. You know, I was always writing and, and what I really wanted to be was a writer. And, you know, I didn't, but then I didn't write for years and years and years. I was too busy drinking and doing mm. other stuff. And, uh, and when I, as soon as I quit drinking, I felt this urge to write again. And mm. a lot of people talk about how, stopping drinking sort of fires up your creativity um, in a way that that is quite unexpected and uh, and so yeah so I started writing the blog and that led to the book and then I love the whole writing process so much and I find it very cathartic it's sort of like mindfulness um, and so I started writing fiction and uh, so I wrote a book um, which uh, and there is a an addict in it, <laughs> <laughs> and actually he's gorgeous. He's called Hazard, and he's a coke addict. Um, so it's not exactly like me. Um, but he, he's uh, yeah. He, he, he you'll you'll notice all you'll see all the addict tendencies. Um, and uh, and yeah, and that book is coming out in God. It takes ages. I'm afraid it's coming out in spring 2020. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, gosh, it takes that long. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it, so it's sold in 29 different languages, which is really exciting. That's just oh, amazing. <laughs> can you reveal the name? Has it got a work? Um, yeah, but, yeah, I can, although the name might change. Yeah. Because so, I was still debating it. But at the moment, it's called The Authenticity Project. And it's yeah. all about, funny enough, it's all about what happens when you tell the truth about oh, your life. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> rather, yeah. rather than uh, putting, you know, lying about what's really going on. Yeah. So, uh, so it's about authenticity and truth. Yeah, love it. Well, love congratulations. It. It's, so, it's so nice to have met you, like, before, uh, during, and, and now after the process, because it's just mm. like, yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I, I, I've had, I have emails from so many people who have done amazing things with their lives since they quit drinking, um, you know, like you girls. Um, but, you know, I mean, people who have, uh, you know, they've run marathons, they've mm. set up businesses, they've you know, uh, they they become painters or or you know all sorts of all sorts of incredible things. Um, so, and you know, again, well, I don't want anyone in the early days to to listen to this and think, oh God, I haven't done anything with my life yet because <laughs> yeah. it takes yeah. a while. I think often it's year two when when your year one is all about looking inwardly. It's all about sorting out your you know your physical self and dealing with all those emotions and learning how to negotiate life without that prop um it's actually I think it's year two when you start when the doors start opening in the rest of your life have you found that yeah oh yeah for sure absolutely yeah it was sort of get a repeat rinse and repeat the first year just doing the the days and retraining your minds a bit but year two definitely seems to be oh just um yeah, I, I I always come back to this world about uh, word self actualization where 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 you can start becoming almost like like breathing into who you are because there's yeah. no bullshit going on and and, and you, you've and got actually, that space you know and so it's sort of refinding who you were as well mm. yeah I totally a, you know I, I read something um uh, somebody wrote a while back that said um actually going through recovery is almost like going full circle you yeah. know and often by the end you find out that you've ended up where you were at the beginning 
and I do feel much more like the person I was when I was 21 mm-hmm. than than I did you know five years ago um and uh you know it's it's quite it's it's strange how you know I've come back to some of the things I loved as a child mm. yeah me yeah. too I am um, I yeah it's sort of like coming home almost there's a yeah. there's an exploration but there's a familiarity which is hugely comforting where that that sense of okay yeah yeah back I, I know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so so it, it, you are going forward but in the same but you're also going mm. back to to yeah. who you are at your heart I think yeah that's lovely um yeah well what's your we always end up with what your tip of the day is Claire and the reason to love sober so if you could give anyone listening in what your tip of the day would be Oh, well, I was going to say, because I knew you were going to ask me this, <laughs> I was going to say, remember your childhood passions, but yeah. we sort of talked about that, so I'm going to give, can I, can I do another one? You well? can, yes, please. Um, which is a really practical, small tip, but um, uh, I, I think it's really helpful. Um, in the early days, uh, you know, so much of this is about retraining your subconscious, and a great way of doing that is to change all the passwords you use for everything to something along the lines of I love being sober and it <laughs> just means it. that loads of times a day you're typing I love being sober and it really really helps to get your subconscious to catch up with you know with the program um, oh that so is amazing yeah trick so I changed mine to all my passwords when I first um I've changed them again just in case anybody <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say careful there <laughs> <laughs> when I first quit drinking, I changed my password to Sober Mummy and, and just writing Sober Mummy constantly. Yeah, um, I love help. that. I love that tip. And yeah. um, and lastly, what's your reason to love sober today? Uh, I think that for me, it's, it's big. It's because um, it will change your whole life. I don't think there is anything else that you can do in life that will have such a fundamental influence on everything you do and everything you are um not immediately but gradually over time and uh yeah so so that's my reason to love sober because if you love life I think there is no alternative oh god I love that that's so yeah, sh- I got a shiver moment like, <laughs> me too so like, I you. so so needed to have this conversation yeah, today me too. Like, oh my goodness We've been yeah. saying we've been a bit fatigued lately, haven't we? We've been moaning to each yeah. other and we were like, yay, Claire's going to come on and be really positive and you've really cheered well, us up. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I think it's really important to remember sometimes is that, and I have to keep reminding myself this every now and again, is, you know, when when you were drinking, you had bad days too. And I think I think when mm. you quit, it's very easy to, when, you know, stuff is difficult to think, oh God, it's really difficult because I'm not drinking. As bollocks, you know, um, it's it's difficult because life is sometimes difficult. Yeah. And, yeah. and always it was like, you know, actually I had way more difficult days now than I was drinking than I do now. Sure. So, sure. so I think it is, it is worth just stepping back when you have those days and thinking this is not about drink. You know, this, mm. you know, this is just about hormones or the weather or, you know, yeah. just life. Um, it's not about not drinking. Yeah, what a great, do you know what? what a great way to end? Oh, it is a fantastic way to end. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you for coming on yeah, today. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure, it's been lovely I love to you have both. You. Oh, I love you, you too. too. I'm really looking forward to seeing you in December. 
So if you have um, immediate concerns about your drinking, you can visit Alcohol Concern. Um, They've got lots of great resources or obviously talk to your GP or as we flagged up last couple of weeks. If you want to do it anonymously, you can... uh, Ask the doctor on Soberistas. There is that uh, facility on that. Um, Have a great week and we'll see you next week for more chat. Bye-bye.